want to keep light as dim as possible, get as little lux in the evening as possible after sunset so that my brain can produce the melatonin that's required and the adenosine that's required to not just help signal for sleep, but also get me hungry for sleep. Kia ora whanau. welcome to the Pocket Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Headley. This podcast is all about mental health, my experience of moving from anxiety, diagnosed depression, panic attacks to a place of, well, <laughs> not exactly problems in my life anymore, but um, I want to share my story. Um, and this podcast is a platform that I'm using to do so. Now, you'll notice that, of course, um, I'm in darkness. This is a very low quality video compared to what you're probably used to from you know the quality that I set for myself here. Um, and that's because the only light in this room is from, well, the screen that I can see myself on from the camera and then a little bit of light from my, uh, uh, my mixer here that I'm, I've plugged my microphone into and then also the heater. Now the orange light is a heater <laughs> and the only light that I really ever want at this time of night because I promised myself I'd do two podcasts uh, and if you are watching this you will see that there is and not listening just listening to it but you're actually watching right you'll see that I've got a whiteboard behind me now that whiteboard there has on it my monthly um, focuses my weekly focuses as well as my daily focuses each evening I set daily focuses and one of those focuses is to record two podcasts today and so this is the second podcast I'm recording currently at 11 29 p.m and my normal bedtime is pre 11 p.m but you know when I set an intention or a promise that I need to um for a certain daily tasks I'm going to fulfill on every single one before I go to sleep no matter what right that's the intention that I have it's because I hold my integrity um as a um, pinnacle quality, a peak quality in my life. Uh, when I betray my own integrity, it affects my um, not just trust in myself, but also well-being because of the fact that I'll trust myself less and therefore experience more anxiety. Because when I uh, don't trust in my ability to handle challenging situations, because of the fact that I don't, I continue to betray my own word, right? Then I'm going to naturally feel anxious in challenging situations because I don't trust in my ability to move through those challenging situations. Hence the anxiety. So. That's where, um, you know, a fantastic shift in understanding integrity um, has really impacted my life in a positive way by adopting integrity in a way where I prioritize integrity above everything else in my life because of how crucial it is for my mental health. The other thing that's crucial for my mental health, though, is, uh, is sleep. And that's something I want to speak to you guys about today more than uh, the integrity aspect because it's something that I've spoken about before on, the, on this podcast. I'll speak more about later on as well at some stage in more depth. But um, yeah, the self-trust factor has been a massive component in uh, improving my well-being and um, <laughs> well, moving me away from the anxious and panicky individual that I was. Now, uh, the reason why I want to speak about sleep is for the fact that, well, <laughs> it's, it's so damn crucial. Now, you might be listening to this and um, you obviously clicked on the title um, because there's something of interest here or you might be thinking, oh, my sleep's crap. Or you might be even thinking, oh, my sleep's really good. But maybe, maybe Kieran might be able to offer something that I haven't yet uh, thought of. And if that is you, you are the MVP. You are the most valuable player. You are brilliant. You're a genius. You're fantastic because that's exactly the mentality that has helped me uh, the most in this life uh, so far because I used to adopt such a prideful mentality of, yeah, I already know how to sleep. Yep, I already know how to breathe properly. Yep, I already know how to do these exercises properly. And I'll stop my learning there. 
And that would prevent me from actually growing and expanding even further because I'd limit my ability to uh, grow in those aspects um, because I'd limit my ability to educate myself in those aspects by being a know-it-all. <laughs> so if you're not a know-it-all and you're here genuinely to learn and open yourself up to new possible information, kudos to you. Well done. Uh, I am a big fan of you because <laughs> it's definitely what's grown me the most and I value people with that, that type of mentality. So with that being said, um, my experience with sleep has been a funny one. I used to have uh, mild insomnia to the point where, you know, um, I won't be able to fall asleep to two, three, sometimes even four in the morning, um, have, have messy sleep patterns. And yeah, it just, it was just a terrible time. <laughs> now this is uh, massively due to depression and the fact that I was obsessed with screens, right? Now, of course you can imagine, um, as well with the level of stress that I had as well in my life, uh, it disrupted my sleep. Um, in a severe way that would then cause this crazy downward spiral of mental health where I'd sabotage myself because a tired mind is a dangerous mind. A tired mind is a mind that uh, has a lower ability to utilize prefrontal cortical activity. Um, in other words, a big meaty part of my brain at the front that's responsible for top-down control. In other words, the control of uh, moving against compulsions and impulsive uh, factors of life. So for example, when I yearn for chocolate, a tired mind is more likely to go for it. An awake mind is less likely, right? When I am tired, a tired mind is more likely to self-sabotage. An awake mind is less likely to, right? Um, a tired mind is more likely to yearn for weed, for pornography, for drinking, for smoking, right? Um, for sex, right? Whatever that compulsion is, that yearning is that would normally be there, it's going to be much stronger when I'm tired. Why? Because it's going to seek for the easy dopamine rather than uh, be more willing for leaning into the challenging dopamine. Reason being is because the tired mind wants to conserve energy. It's a natural, instinctive, primitive uh, uh, survival instinct that we have, right? Now, understanding that downward spiral is very important. Also understanding that uh, sleep is not just um, important in terms of length, it's important in terms of quality, it's important in terms of depth, right? There are various phases to sleep and the most um, one of the most important phases being uh, that deeper REM sleep, right? That deeper state of sleep of getting into us, um, getting into that phase of sleep where we're actually going to get the most amount of rest, true rest that's not just physically rejuvenating, but also neurologically rejuvenating because over the period of time of sleep, right, we're rejuvenating our dopamine system and we're rejuvenating our adrenal system, okay? So in other words, and also as well, our uh, acetylcholine as well. So these compounds which are required for focus and for energy and for motivation are being rejuvenated over the period of sleep. And if we don't get the quality amount of sleep that was necessary, not just in terms of length, but in terms of depth and quality, then I'm going to feel less motivated, less energized, and less focused the next day. And that's going to be massively negatively uh, causal of problematic mental health the following day. And then that can cause a downward spiral because when we have poor mental health, we're more likely to stay up later and be on our screens and distract ourselves from going to sleep because we don't want to face, don't want to face the next day. So it's going to cause a crazy cycle. So catching that cycle is the first thing. Now I'm going to share three main tips to improve, not just uh, one's ability to get to sleep with more ease, but also to have a better sleep quality. So that sleep is truly restful so that you're less likely to wake up the next morning feeling just as tired as you were or more tired than the night before. So you actually feel rested. And so you feel rejuvenated. So you feel energized, so you feel motivated, and therefore you feel more uplifted and happy, right? 
that's the intention with this podcast. So hopefully um, this is of service to you because this has been massively of service to me. A lot of these lessons have come from, actually every single one of these lessons has come from a neurobiologist, <laughs> right? Not just a single, but many actually. Um, most of these lessons have been learned from Dr. Andrew Huberman, fantastic individual. Um, this can be very a very condensed format of that. If you want more of the long form, I'd suggest going to listen to his podcast, Huberman Lab amazing podcast basically 90 to 90 to uh, 120 minute lectures of uh, scientific um, understandings around certain topics sleep being one of them so the very first thing that's really impacted me in a positive way is light right getting a lot of um, bright morning light first thing in the morning because of the fact that uh, this is going to stimulate what's called uh, your renal neurons so in other words the neurons in your eyes okay uh, now, the neurons in the eyes, which are basically these uh, s um, signaling cords that are going to signal to the brain that I am getting light, it is daytime, right? When I get bright light first thing in the morning, especially if I get enough of it, um, i.e. the um, ideal rule of thumb is about 100,000 lux in total in the morning, as soon as possible, is going to get me into a state of wakefulness. This is going to help my brain to get into more of a dopaminergic state, which is going to give me energy, going to give me motivation, and going to give me focus. Now, when I am uh, awake, right, first thing in the morning, I want to ideally get outside and get some sunlight because an artificial light is not going to give me very much lux. Lux is a measurement of light, right? Um, I won't go into details in terms of how that's measured because that's going to be a more lengthy talk, but essentially the overall light intensity is measured by that per minute. So it's a measurement of light per minute. Now, a normal artificial light is going to sit around about 200 lux per minute. Right um, now, a bright sun outside, really bright up sun, is going to be about sixty thousand lux. Huge difference, right? Your laptop screen less than a thousand lux. Um, something like five hundred, four hundred, if it's on full brightness. Right, um, your phone screen even less than that. Right. So essentially, um, the difference in the amount of light that we can get into our eyes is massive um, between artificial light and true sunlight. Now you can get sun lamps. So if you if you're in a dark place, for example, I'm in a place where the sun doesn't rise very early um, and many people might be able to relate to that so therefore getting a sun lamp is very um, positive a positive thing to do you can get sun lamps that are even upward toward 40,000 lux um, there are various ones out there that are about 5,000 to 10,000 lux these are great too um, but ultimately per minute means that obviously if it's 20,000 lux per minute it's going to require five minutes of intensive exposure to the retinal neurons of that light in order to get me to the 100,000 lux rule of thumb. What this is going to do is it's going to uh, signal to what's called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, right? A piece of brain, a small piece of brain just above the roof of my mouth that is respons responsible for my body clock. It's responsible for my circadian rhythm, if you've heard of that, right? Not circadia, <laughs> circadian, right? Which essentially is day, right? Circadian is day, 24 hours. Now, uh, this is going to help adjust my entire nervous system as well as every single cell in my body to uh, it's going to help it to adjust to recognize that this is the start of my day and in around about 16 hours time i need to produce melatonin which is going to sig it's a hormone that's going to signal to my body that it's ready for sleep which is going to help me sleep better at night so if i get sunlight exposure early in the morning ideally um, during the first hour of sunrise 
And if I can expose myself to sunlight in the evening, ideally the last hour of sun, right, is I'm going to get more of that orangey, yellowy, bluey contrast in the sky, which has been shown based on scientific study, has been shown to signal to our system in a positive way. Uh, it's going to help us to align to the hours of the sun based on where we are in the world. The other thing that's going to happen is the beautiful piece of the brain called the habenula. Okay, now there's the lateral habenula. There's also the perihabenular nucleus as well as the medial habenuli. Now, these um, portions of the brain are going to be highly responsible for, for dopamine production. Okay, so when these are highly active, we've got a lot of dopamine being produced, which is a positive thing. Right? It gives us a lot of motivation, it gives us focus, it gives us various things. Um, however, when the, these are very lowly active or even inactive, then um, there's going to be a low level of dopamine production, which gives us a feeling of punishment. In other words, that sort of depressive, hopeless, um, unmotivated, horrendous feeling that one gets. You know, if you, like those times where you might wake up in the morning and you just don't want to face the world or those times where the worst thing that you can imagine has happened, you've been heartbroken, whatever, that is a massive shutdown of dopamine, that horrendous feeling of shutting down that you can feel during those experiences, that is the suppression of dopamine. That tendency happens, maybe not to that extreme, but it definitely happens to an extreme when we don't actually align ourselves to the sun in a positive way where we're actually getting um, positive morning light, uh, and ideally we're getting some evening light um, in the way where we're actually signaling to the brain, hey brain, guess what? You're seeing the sunset. It is time to start to wind down to get ready for sleep. And we're unaligned with the cycles of the sun in that sense. We're actually signaling to the brain that um, things are out of alignment, things aren't correct, and we actually get punished neurobiolog neurologically, neurobiologically to um, based on that fact that we're unaligned to that. Because primitively, if you think about any time that's prior to the, to the times when we've actually had um, housing for structure um, and also as well uh, artificial light available, we were always exposed to the natural cycles of the sun. Um, it was very unusual for a human being to be unaligned to that um, and to be out of tune to that. And if there was a case of that, then we'd be neurologically punished. And that's what's happening um, to a lot of us human beings because a lot of us aren't getting morning light. We're also getting artificial light late into the evening when we shouldn't be getting light, which is why that leads me to the second thing that has really helped me to improve my the quality of my sleep um, is in the evening, decreasing, um, taking away any overhead light. So I've got no light above me coming down because you've got uh, neurons in the bottom third of your eye that are responsible for taking in light from above you above eye level which is basically signaling to my brain hey the sun is up right you need to be awake it's going to decrease melatonin which is again the signaling hormone to my brain and, and nervous system that it's ready to go to sleep and it should be winding down which is why i'm also talking softly i don't want to use too much energy because it'll wake me up right and uh, that's that's then therefore allowing my brain to still be in a more likely state of getting to more easeful sleep after this podcast, okay? Um, and the other factor of light is not only do I stay away from overhead lights in the evening, um, in the last two hours before sleep, 
I also stay away from bright lights, okay? So um, whether it's orange light or blue light, it doesn't really matter to be honest um, when it comes to that. If you actually look at the, um, the data behind this, it's more about the brightness of the light more than the blue light, although blue light still does affect us in, in a obviously negative way if we're getting too much of it in the evening. So I do turn it everything to orange light, hence why I'm only using the heater light. Um, and also I try to keep it dim. So this is actually probably too bright, which is why I'm sort of keeping away from it. And I'm using a chair to sort of prevent it from shining directly into my eyes too brightly. But ultimately I wanna decrease the intensity of light as much as possible. So everything is much more dim. Um, yes, it might be a little bit more difficult to get around. The most ideal would be actually a firelight or a candlelight. The amount of lux emitted from those lights, actually, uh, sorry, those flames are very minimal compared to like a heater light or an artificial light. So the lower the lux this time, because my eyes are more sensitive in the evening, um, just based on the, how the nervous system is uh, and the signaling of the nervous system is, is done. Therefore, I want to be more attentive to the fact that I want to keep light as dim as possible, get as little lux in the evening as possible after sunset so that my brain can produce the melatonin that's required and the adenosine that's required to not just help signal for sleep, but also get me hungry for sleep. Okay, adenosine is going to help signal sleep hunger. So these are all things that I want to be positively aware of to help me to get into a deeper quality sleep that's going to be optimal for restfulness so that it can rejuvenate my system in a positive way for the next day to give me more energy, motivation, and joy. Now, the third thing that's been really impactful in a positive way has been a good winding down process. So one that's been decreasing stimulating activity. So this is just a, a, a genuine um, chat. Like I'm actually quite at peace having this chat. It's not stressful for me. I've had this kind of kind of talk various times with clients. Um, so I'm not really stimulating myself in any sort of way. And I wanted a podcast that was nice and easy to talk about. So I chose this one, right? It was just natural. I'm saying, oh, I'm getting ready for sleep. So this will be fine. Um, and I keep away from anything that is stressful any sort of way. Um, even um, I've started to decrease uh, screen activity when it comes to watching anime. I love my anime. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm a nerd. Um, so I love Naruto, for example, right? Rather than watching three Naruto episodes, I might watch two and use that last sort of 20 to 30 minutes to actually just read a book. So I mean, it's a little less stimulating and requires me to be less attentive to um, a screen, even though I've dimmed it completely um, in the dark. And also as well, I've turned the screen orange, so it's emitting very little blue light. Although there'll still be some, right? It's, it's important to be aware of that. Um, now, you can get blue light blockers, definitely something you don't want to be using during the day because you want blue light during the day, by the way. Uh, if you actually look into a lot of the more recent data around this, it's, it's very vital we get blue light. In fact, we can actually impair our vision and uh, we can cause myopia, in other words, uh, vision impairment if we're not getting enough blue light into our eyes, which is very vital for um, helping to sustain and maintain our vision. Um, very important that you look at that. So don't use blue light blockers during the day. You can use them in the evening, but you don't want to take away, honestly, based on, this is based on reflection from Dr. Andrew Huberman, not my words at all. Um, the idea of using blue light blockers and taking away blue light completely at any point in the day, even the evening, completely 100% is an ideal because we're taking away a certain portion of light that is artificial um, because normally we'd never be able to take, or take it away completely because even, even in the evenings, there's still going to be some blue light from the moon, right? Some blue light from uh, the sun after it's set, right? There's still going to be some blue light around that's available for our eyes to actually um, consume, which is 
not ideal to completely take away a portion of light um, in an artificial way. So that's his words. Um, uh, yeah, you can do your own research on that. But with that being said, um, it's definitely important to have a form of wind down that can help me to ease into more sleepiness. Um, and that for me starts around about one and a half one to one and a half hours before sleep, right? Some people start two hours before sleep. I kind of push it a little bit um, just because I generally, I'm generally not very stressed through my day. Um, I am much more sustained in a more peaceful state most of the time compared to where I used to be. So I'm, I'm much more easy with that and much more flexible with those, um, those times of getting to easing into sleep. Now, the other thing that's really helped me ease into sleep as well has been uh, using magnesium L3 in it. It is the most potent form of magnesium that gets past the blood-brain barrier better than any other magnesium form. If you're using like magnesium orotate, which is a very um, popular one, um, that's only going to relax your muscular system, not your nervous system in the way that it should, right? Whereas L3 in it, or even malate is another form that's great, but not as potent as L3 in it, which is the most expensive form of magnesium I've come across, honestly, but is the most impactful. I don't take even much of it. I take, I think, 100 milligrams and, oh, no, I think it's 200 milligrams I think I've got. And it knocks me out within half an hour um, if I'm allowing myself to wind down properly, that is, without using too much light. Um, I don't use anything else to get me to sleep, but you can use uh, apigenin. Apigenin is a compound that's found in oranges and chamomile. So I, I, before... I would double bag a chamomile tea and try to get some apigenin in it, although it doesn't have a huge amount, honestly, just in a tea. So you're going to be better off maybe having some oranges after dinner or um, even better actually getting the supplement so you'll be able to get um, a stronger amount. Um, and then the other thing that's really impactful um, because apigenin helps calm the nervous system um, is L-theanine, which actually helps to produce GABA in the brain, which decreases thought activity, which will help me to ease into sleep. So if you're finding that thought activity is keeping you up, then L-theanine is probably a good option. But be warned, L-theanine, which is a compound naturally found in green tea, but please don't drink green tea because green tea naturally has caffeine, which won't help because caffeine blocks adenosine from parking in, in the spots that, that, is, that is necessary in order to actually help you to feel hungry for sleep. So make you feel sleepy. So you actually want to go to sleep, right? Caffeine is going to prevent that or inhibit that. By having our theanine, this is going to help if, um, yeah, if of course you have too much thought activity, it's going to calm your mind in that sense. However, it might as well give you very vivid dreams. It did for me. So I stopped using it because it was a bit overwhelming, honestly. Um, but if you don't have that problem, that's a great option just start with 100 milligrams and uh, see how that goes and you can increase but do your own research on this stuff guys check out examine.com um, unfortunately a lot of the stuff's restricted now so you probably do have to pay for a subscription if you need to i'm not affiliated with them in any way there's a fantastic website i have a membership i love it um, but that's only because i am a geek when it comes to supplements and ingredients and the nervous system and all that, that sort of stuff so um hopefully this has been insightful for you guys um i'd really encourage you to get altheanine on us sorry altheanine altheanine is great for anxiety by the way have it during the day um but um magnesium r3 and 8 if you want to improve your sleep quality there's a fantastic thing to introduce if you're already doing 
everything else that I've shared with you. Um, and that is a great way to improve your sleep quality. Be warned, if you feel drowsy the next morning, even just from a little bit, honestly, that's how impotent it is. My, um, I've introduced it to people with menopause before and they have gotten back to me and shared that this has worked better for them than any sleeping pill in the sense where they don't feel too drowsy the next day compared to it and also they're able to sleep through the wakings that would normally happen and if they do wake they're much more capable of getting to sleep because sleeping pills induce sedation whereas althean sorry l3 innate um, induces true sleep so the difference in sleep um, in sleep versus sedation is massive because one's actually going to be able to properly get into a deeper state of REM and therefore as well get a greater level of rejuvenation through the night compared to sedation which comes from sleeping pills so these are just great things to take um, into stock into account and i just really hope they help um, if they have served you in some way i'd really encourage you to share it with someone um, or even share it on your story or whatever um, way that you know to get it out there into the world so that we can help more people that's the goal right that's that's our, my mission i hope it's your mission too um, and with that being said i love you guys um, please leave a review or something like that or you know like and subscribe if this has been of help to you and um, yeah more stuff coming more good stuff coming and lots of free goodies as well coming your way um soon so stay tuned anyway ciao until next time